we're talking about the war in Ukraine, the future of war, and, you know, how are we going to destroy ourselves of all the multiple ways? They're also enticing. What do you, what or do you how say, are Devin? We gonna, or how are we going to mercilessly destroy other countries in the future, man? Oh, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we have so many options these days. Uh, I know so, you and I yeah, have you, a bit of a fundamental disagreement on this one, which okay. will be interesting because I think that we've talked about this before and you're pretty firmly in the camp of like, we will not fight ground wars again. And I, I, I have different thoughts. You want to fucking jump in on that? Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, I'm, I'm, this is my, my actual position, I think, is that we probably will fight more ground wars. I think that's kind of inevitable. But okay. I, I like so I read this Atlantic article when the war in Ukraine first happened. And it was this big piece about how we think land wars are not modern. We think that they're something from the 20th century, and it's weird to see them now. This author was making the case that that's actually not true. Like, it's a very modern thing still. And here's why. All these countries with all these tanks and blah, 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 and the reasons why it, they happen. Um, it's, an <clears throat> it's an argument. It makes sense. But, like, my position is it's still, like, the, the it's, it's not modern. It, no matter, like, they're going to happen, sure, but that doesn't mean it's a modern phenomenon. I think that it's an yeah. old-fashioned retrograde phenomenon. And it's it something that, that, that I, I mean, I just read a piece today then I'll hand it over to you because I can definitely blather about this. But I, I just read a piece today about how while we were so distracted with our own ground wars in the Middle East, all of our, you know, the, all, all of our big quote unquote enemies um, were gaining on us in terms of military technology because we were, oh. you know, just fucking around in the Middle East with with like troops and boots on the ground and all these like things. Like, meanwhile, China is getting better at uh, cyber attacks. And uh, very recently, as of I think it was I forget when, but very recently, Russia just figured out how to bomb a satellite and take out a satellite with a missile. They they tested it with their own satellite and just destroyed one of their satellites with a missile. Stuff like that is crazy. And we like so ground wars, yes, might still happen, but they're a distraction from what is going to be scary in the near future slash now. Um that that's kind of my position. Okay. I um I, I think I tend to agree with that, although I think it's interesting, like, I think uh, potentially ground wars will be an issue as long as we have, psych like, psycho-despotic leaders, you know right. what I mean? And it seems yeah. like the, it seems like the human thirst for, like, daddy, you know what I mean? Like, a, a, a an all, all-encompassing father figure that leads the entire nation is still unquenched. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's been really interesting to see Putin try to invade Ukraine, which has been like I, it's serious. It's serious and it's fucked up. It was low key hilarious to watch this motherfucker try to like take a country that's like so small. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And just get his just getting his ass handed to him, dude. I'm like, bro. I mean, like a couple of months ago, and they were like, yeah, they're rolling out uh, tanks from the '80s now. I'm like, damn, I'm, bro. Right out the tanks from the 80s though <laughs> like right it's just not a good look but 
<laughs> it's a it's a terrible look for uh, for Russia and on kind of on so many levels too. And I mean, I think that they just read the whole situation wrong. I I think that they didn't expect all of Europe and the United States to just immediately like immediately get behind Ukraine. They thought their leader was going to be weak. You know, there right. for so many reasons they kind of like miscalculated it. But what what is your sensation on? how important this war is. A lot of commentators I read are saying that this is the most important thing happening in the modern era because it's going to have so many implications for freedom going forward and whether or not these types of wars happen. And I'm sure that, you know, uh, China and and that whole, you know, they're all there. Taiwan is, is, you know, a, a comparable situation that might, you know, be determined by by uh, Putin's war. What what is your thought on that? Do you think that that's overblown or is that accurate? No, I'd say that's pretty pretty uh, pretty spot on. I mean, it feels like geopolitically, it's pretty important in the sense that we've got a nuclear power that's engaged in a large scale ground war where they're kind of holding back. They're like, yeah, we got nukes, but we're going to try it out all of our like you know traditional military equipment. It's interesting to see. Uh, I mean, I kind of, kind of one of my, you know, I've got this thing where I go back and forth where we're giving so much aid to Ukraine. We've got all these problems here and that's not the way the budget works. Right. It's like money's allocated for different shit at different times. Uh, it is a little infuriating, but then I, but then, you know, I was, I was talking with my girlfriend about the other day and she was saying the same thing. She was like, how are we giving them so much money? You know, we've got all these problems here. And I'm like, well, because like we fucking hate Russia, <laughs> like like you know, like we really just got done with like a fucking fifty plus year cold war with these motherfuckers, right. and like I think everybody is is like you know Mr. Burnsing about like just slowly bleeding them of their military resources, which uh, seems important because it's weird to have you know China's obviously a similar situation where you've got like a semi-despotic ruler who's got nuclear weapons. They seem a little more controlled in the way that they do stuff, but then again, they haven't really made a move in a long time. You know, they could make a move and they, they kind of never change. do. That's what I've read. Yeah, they China just never, never do. does anything. Yeah. I and I think. I don't want to digress too much into that, but right. with the Russia-Ukraine uh, situation, it seems super important, man. It's it's weird to be in the modern age and see like a, a troops on the ground ground war. It's crazy to see Ukrainians like MacGyvering, you know, crazy like improvised explosives off drones and using pretty uh, pretty kind of guerrilla modern tactics to take out strategic um, objectives, uh, you know, whether they're in their own territory, they've been striking into Russia a little bit. I think it's fascinating. The whole world is paying a lot of attention to how a ground war gets fought between two people that fucking like don't have a lot of military, like they just don't have a strong uh, modernized military. Or if they did, a lot of that shit's blown up by now. I think it's uh, it does set a little bit of a precedent, though, because with, you know, isolated despotic ruler types, uh, they could think anything. They could think anything's possible right. because they mm-hmm. they're living in an echo chamber of yes, people that are just like, oh, yeah, fucking. Yeah. Well, oh, we could do that. Yeah. Why, why not? You know, and um, we've got like a handful of folks on the other side of the ocean 
that are definitely within their within their scope to be able to kind of invade almost anybody. I don't I don't get why Europe's not more stressed out about it. It it right. trips me out that America is the one that's jumping in and being like, yeah, fuck that, because I'm like, dude, they're right there. <laughs> you know what right. I mean? like, they're right fucking there and they're like oh i don't know what the 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 logic is is it not a strong military industrial complex in europe is it they don't want to disturb you know trade routes oil oil and gas pipelines energy supplies stuff like that but it it has been really tripping me out because you would think that like europe would be like fuck this dude like mm-hmm. we can't get the we can't let these motherfuckers any closer to us so I don't know. I think it's super consequential. I think it's super consequential for Europe, the folks that are close to Europe, other despotic rulers that might get a bright idea, and also that we're pouring billions and billions of dollars into it and in what is, I mean, kind of inarguably at this point, a proxy war, right? Right. Yeah, I mean, one thing that that's, I mean, I really liked how you phrased that we're bleeding Russia dry of their military equipment. I think that that's very interesting. I saw a thing this week where Putin apparently is begging people to move to Russia. I don't know if you've seen how how poor Russia is, but it's pretty goofy. It's something like one in three Russians or maybe even higher than that don't have running water or like electricity or some Bro. stable electricity it's it's like it's saying once you get out of moscow and st petersburg it's not doing okay like they're not Real doing good. So cheap. <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure i'm sure it is but i mean i think that like if i were i mean we talk about why are we sending another three billion to Ukraine. But I mean, we've got cash to burn. I mean, I think just in California, our surplus is a couple billion. You know, yeah. uh, if I were a Russian citizen, I mean, I know they're not getting the full story from their media, clearly, that's that's a thing. Yeah. But if I were, just imagine, if you were seeing not only all this money pouring in to this cause, but also all these people dying i mean the casualty yeah. list already is is kind of wild and wild. it's like you know sons and daughters and the whole thing and how do those parents feel losing their sons to this dumb cause you know this for this... what right so they can retain uh like a critical shipping hub right like ukraine is is russia's yeah. only only uh you know seabird seaboard access port to the rest of the world it's basically the pinch point where they have access to the ocean you know, and so yeah. it's like, yeah, of course it makes sense in a strategic way, but try selling that to a fucking population, dude. Right. I'm sure there's all kinds of strate- strategic reasons that justify it, quote unquote justify it. I'm, I'm sure that there are plenty and most of them have to do with Putin's ego, you know, at some level. But yeah. I mean, you know, as we saw, as we, we've seen with, with other countries, um, Hong Kong and, and, uh, and Taipei, uh, places like this, um, you can gain wealth just by opening yourself up to the world. Whenever you close yourself off from the world, which is which is the end result of this war, right? He's been right. closed off from the world. When, oh, when you do the opposite and when you have great relations with the world and you open yourself up, that's when riches come. I mean, just like that little bit of wisdom, I feel like I feel like I want to try my hand at being a dictator just to ultra open myself up and become extremely wealthy. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, why would dude. you not do that? Why would you not be loved by the the global world? You know, you'd be I, the first poly dictator, dude. <laughs> <laughs> just in, in an open relationship with the whole world. The whole entire <laughs> world. A- ab- absolutely. We'd have the best cuisine and we'd be rich. 
You know, I, I about America dog. <laughs> <laughs> well, exactly. Right. That's, that's totally kind of us. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's, it, it trips me out. I, I, I was shocked when it, when it happened. Um, and I, you know, I was pretty angry when it happened too, uh, mm-hmm. where it was like, yeah, I might be a little extra. Cause I was like, I posted on my fucking Instagram story. I was like, if you're posting about your fucking cat, or your fucking dinner, you're an asshole, dude. There's fucking war yeah. going on. You know, like instantly lost like half my followers. Like, oh, we're, not, we're, we're not about that, bro. I was like, okay, all right, all right, pump the brakes, pump the brakes. But still, man, y'all should be paying attention. But then as it drags on, you know, there's definitely like a media fatigue that's happening oh, with yeah. it where people are like, but, but you know, the other thing that kind of trips me out too is like, we put a lot of sanctions on Russia to begin with. And, and there was like, you know, I, I don't know, heavy sanctioning or whatever that was happening in the beginning. But it's like, damn, if that's not enough to get just completely fucking cut off from the rest of the world, like just cut off. You know what I mean? Like that, that kind of still trips me out too, where they're still doing business, man. They're still, they still, it's not like they're limited to three or four countries that they're doing business with. People are like, oh, well, we're only going to buy 10% of their energy or we're only going to fucking, you know what I mean? Well, we'll, we'll put some sanctions on them, but yeah, let them live a little bit. I'm like, dude, if we're in 2022 and you engage in a ground conflict with another, and back to your, 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 your kind of statement about, you know, is this important or not? It's like, yeah, it's really fucking important because it should be like, it should be like a penal system with this kind of shit. This is, this is why we have NATO, right? This Mm -hmm. is why we have NATO because we're supposed to be like, Hey, if anybody fucks around, everybody's coming down on your ass. And they're like, well, but they're just, they're like bordering one of the NATO states. So, you know, I mean, what, what can we really do? I'm like, we got to shut them off. We got to completely shut everything off to these motherfuckers and starve them out. And it sucks because the people there are legit, man. I mean, Russian people are fucking awesome, man. Russian people in the United States that I know, I know some folks that like are, you know, first generation immigrants from Russia. Me too. Great people, man. You don't want to see the people suffer. But at the same time, you do have to put the country in a position where the people are like, hey, shit's getting a little rough here. Uh, we need you to fucking knock it off, you know? And it's a shame that we're not at that. It feels like we were kind of tipping towards that. And then it's kind of moved back towards the middle again, where everybody's just kind of watching on Instagram and like, you know, on Reddit, you're like, Mm -hmm. oh yeah, yeah. They fucking knocked out a couple tanks and shit's still going on. It's like, nah, dude, like we can't let this shit go on. We cannot let ground wars be fucking happening in places for fucking territory. I mean, like, then again, United States, Iraq, Afghanistan, 20 years, a lot of fucking people died, man. Over a million mm-hmm. people fucking died in that war. And it was ridiculous, right? It was with the, the moral, the moral, uh, the, the, the feigned moral kind of interest in it. We're like, oh, we're going to stomp out terrorism. Like, man, fuck you, dude. You know that's not going to happen. It is a little different than being like, hey, I want that piece of land. I'm like, Dude, it's not 1897. We're not doing the colonial thing anymore. You know, it's like at least fucking try to cover your ass with like some kind of like morally justifiable cause. Not that you should do that either. And mm-hmm. to to be to be completely uh, transparent, like the Iraq War, total bullshit, insane, fucking insane that we were there for 20 years. Well, but, let, me, yeah. uh, let me pause it for just one second because I want to I want to drill into that just a little bit. Have you sure. follow it at all, Roger Waters? talking point on this i have i'm gonna go or chomsky 23rd man nice nice okay so 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 the the setup here is that he has this very 
like aggressive rant about yeah. how like sure Russia's bad couple things there but like yeah. look at us we're so much worse because of this and this and this and this and he lists off yeah. all of all these things um i definitely have a, a critique of that perspective but i mean what what are your thoughts on that oh i do too that was insane i was watching i'm <laughs> like i'm watching the interview i'm like yeah 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 no no fair points and then he goes well how would you feel if, you know, this is all about NATO and NATO pushing in on, on Russia's boundaries as if it's like a terrorist organization or as if it's like a like an, uh, you know, like a state sponsored terrorist or something that's like pushing. He's like, how would the United States feel if China was, you know, setting up military bases in Canada and Mexico? And I'm like, look, fair point. You know, I see. But you're just apples and oranges, buddy. You know, like NATO is mm -hmm. a treaty alliance. The whole purpose of NATO is to prevent wars from happening, right? Mm -hmm. Then again, World War One, obviously, treaty alliances a little susceptible to creating world wars. You know what I'm saying? But uh, I thought that was fucking outrageous, dude. I'm like, yeah, you got a good point, obviously, but you can't, you can't do that. You can't be like well, look at these guys over here. They're just trying to fucking protect their shit. Like, and look what we did. And it's like, mm -hmm. the, the, the what aboutism, like the fact that that's caught on in the last 20 years, well, what about this? And I'm like, yeah, dude, that's a logical fallacy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you well, actually can't use that in an argument. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, like everything that he said, there, it's either true or there's a grain of truth to it, right? So, yeah. but the, my whole thing is, Okay, sure, granted for a lot of these things, but that isn't the basis to form your whole perspective on this issue about, like, have that perspective and, like, sit on it and take it into consideration as we do anything militarily ever, 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 right? Like, we're never going to repeat uh, Iraq again. Let's never repeat Afghanistan again. We've done horrible things. So has like legit every country ever. So maybe not Canada. I don't know. But you know, <laughs> like we. we uh, have you ever heard of the indigenous folks in Canada? <laughs> like, well, not a blameless uh, group. <laughs> very true. I, I mean, exactly. I, I, absolutely. So I mean. I just recently, this might be a tangent, but it's interesting to me. I just recently read uh, The Bomber Mafia by Malcolm Gladwell. Are you familiar with that? Um, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I've heard some excerpts from it, but not. The, okay. I haven't read it yet. So, I mean, I thought it was great. And and here, here's like the, the gist of it. And I, know, I know nothing about war. You know, I know some historians had some gripes with this book, but like, let's just say it's, it's all yeah, legit. Uh, during World War II, there was this this new technology that allowed us to uh, drop bombs strategically so that we wouldn't have to flatten the whole city. This was the idea right. because be before that we the whole idea was let's flatten cities, flatten cities. Right. Then the the people will you know lose morale and they will okay right. Yeah. Uh, so we developed this technology so that we could precision drop a bomb to take out electric grids, to take out manufacturing plants, right. all those sorts of things. Here's the two, two interesting takeaways, though. Um, the first is that it, I mean, didn't really work. We, it, was, it was too early. The technology wasn't there yet, and, and we put you know tons of effort into it. it. It was like a grand vision to not destroy cities and kill a bunch of people. It was, you know, this very high moral ground to, you know, position to take. 
but it didn't really work. The other part of it was when you do just bomb cities, in general, it didn't actually dissuade people from like still having that that spirit of, of let's let's fight this thing. Instead, it made the general population become even more into it, you know, right. even more into the cause. Because look at these people bombing our beautiful buildings. Right. Fuck them. Fuck let's get these guys. Let's, yeah, let's double down. <laughs> um, what we ended up doing at the, the, the at the end of this, um, and, and somehow I was kind of unaware of this point in history to the extent of it. Before we dropped the uh, the atomic bombs in Japan, we were dropping napalm on all their cities, and it was killing. It killed way more people than the uh, the nuclear weapons killed. It, it it devastated Tokyo. I mean, on and on and on and on. And it, you know, it made people burn to death. You know, whole neighborhoods right. and whole like sections of cities would be destroyed, and people would have burned right. to death. I mean, the most horrible thing: mothers, children, yeah. the whole thing. And you know, it's it's just interesting how these military guys get it in their brain that everything is just some sort of a strategy, and they don't really think about anything other than the chess moves of it. You know, right. there, there's kind of like that level of it where even these like the, the guy who to destroy Japan with with napalm didn't, you know, at, before you know that that he does these things, you're kind of sympathetic to his cause because he just he really wants to end the war as soon as possible so sure. that then fewer people will die. I mean, that's kind of like his his metric and right. everyone has their own metric. But like, oh, my God, it's just it's killing so many people. And at the end of the day, it really is like holy shit, war is just the worst thing. Why would anybody ever, 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 ever do this? Ever, right. like on either side. Right. Why would anyone start this? Why would anyone engage in this? The whole thing, it really just makes you just want to be like, oh God, like, okay, I'm <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to go listen to Donovan and a song about the Universal Soldier yeah. about how if you just don't show up to war, there is no war. You know, I think that right. that's kind of the position that you have to take after like, just dipping your toes into the war thing a little bit. I don't know. What what are your what are your thoughts on any of that? I mean, yeah, the the war thing, I, I think unfortunately we're in a situation as primal humans, especially as men, where there is there is um there's a thirst for a lot of things that come with war. There's uh there's a high level of adrenaline. There's a, a brotherhood, there's a teamwork aspect, sisterhood, you know, a lot of women are now engaged in combat. And I don't, I think that that is potentially one of the drivers, at least in the United States, mm -hmm. you know, you've got a huge population of dudes that are just fucking, they just want to fucking do shit. You know what I mean? And there's nothing yeah. quite as intense as going somewhere and getting shot at. There's also a ton of bad guys in the world, just straight up bad guys. And, uh, yeah, man, I, I fucking don't know, dude. You know, it feels like as the, the world is becoming more modern, we're becoming more sensitized in a certain way to bloodshed in the real world uh, in certain contexts. You know, I guess my, my overall thought on it is that there's always going to be this type of fighting as long as there's intense resource scarcity and high levels of corruption yeah. in places where there's no infrastructure. You know, it's like it, it, it drives me insane that the Taliban are fucking running, you know, uh, Afghanistan right now because it's just like, dude, these people are living like it's 1450. I mean, yeah. they're not even living like it's the 17 or 1800. These people are fucking literally being forced to live like it's the like pre-Renaissance, like the Dark Ages. You know what I mean? Right. And 
it's crazy to see a country living like that in the modern world. And then we forget because we're here that a lot of, a lot of people are living like that still, man. Like resource scarcity is so unbelievably real. And in a place where there's high levels of resource scarcity, it almost goes hand in hand with corruption because people are living hand to mouth. You get one step up the ladder, you want to keep it, you get the next step, you want to keep it, you get the next step, you want to keep it because there's people dying on the streets. You don't see that that much in the United States. You know, the political class here, they're obviously crooks, but it's not at the same level. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's that most people aren't in general, just dying of starvation out on the streets in the United States. And so we just have a completely different fucking focus and mentality when it comes to like war, like what do we, why would we go fight a war unless it's for some kind of like high, you know, high moral cause. But then you've got people on the other side of the world, man, that are living in the fucking stone age still, mm-hmm. you know, they might have cell phones, but they're still living in mud huts, dog, you know? And like those people, they're, they're going to be motivated by a completely different set of beliefs and ideas and are going to be activated by a completely different set of rhetoric and propaganda. And like, I, my, my general feeling on this future warfare thing is that we don't all live in the future. Once we all live in the future, maybe warfare will become more technical, will become more cyber, you know, maybe it'll be mostly drones, but man, like over 50%, if not more of the world lives in a situation that that's not even relevant, man. Like they're still fighting yeah. for fucking resources. I mean, the, the future of war, absolutely. I mean, kind of no brainer. It, it comes down to the superpowers and what they're able to, you know, the clever, ultra clever things they're able, they're able to get up to in, in laboratories and, and things like this. Right. DARPA, you know, um, although, I mean, one of the things that's very interesting to me, maybe in contradiction of that point is how we are going to discover more and more technologies that are going to make mass destruction of humanity cheaper and easier to get our hands on. Sure. And so this this is like bioweapon technology for one. Drone I mean that's that's a big one. Drone swarms. I mean this this is that's this a is serious like, one. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because I mean like yeah. just imagine a little uh hacker lab that gets their hands on a drone swarm technology and maybe it's a hundred million dollars anybody can raise a hundred million dollars you know really if you're you're, yeah you know you've got any sort of a maybe like uh uh uh, china or or um the crown prince of saudi arabia or maybe they they just spun the little side project that let's look at you know and maybe that side project uh, there's so many different ways that something horrible could go wrong and all of a sudden you have a bio lab that's just you know developed ebola that's that's easy that that spreads by air or you know know what i mean i mean like and one other thing on that point i guess is that it might not even be a matter of any sort of a state actor there there are there's potential for um technologies to to be in ultra rogue hands too right Um, maybe a religious sect or i mean who knows and I do think just because of that, the way that we're no longer talking, whether whether you live in the you know the the, the wilds of, of some like you know ultra rural rural civilization or like America, we're not talking about sticks and stones anymore. You know, we're right. we're, we're talking about uh, bioweapons and drones and you know just just who knows <laughs> really like who, I, who knows? I I do have I have two thoughts on that one yeah is that 
this always blows my mind and I might have the date a little bit off, but the cell phone was invented in like the fifties, right? As a military technology. Mm -hmm. We didn't know about that shit until like the eighties, right? The SR 71 Blackbird built in like, I think the late sixties, early seventies wasn't declassified till the nineties. We're always on a 30 year delay with, Mm -hmm. with technology, with military technology, with where it's at, where it's going. I used to live in Colorado. I drive by NORAD every day to go to school. NORAD is a fucking hollowed out mountain. And they joke, you know, they're like, dude, if a bird shits in fucking Pakistan, dude, like these motherfuckers know about it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so I like kind of bookends with my other point, which is you'd have to be fucking insane to try to attack the United States. You'd have to be fucking insane. And I think that that kind of goes for all the world powers. And and in a certain way, I think the future of war, that's why it's so crazy to watch a world power engage in a meaningless ground war with another country it's it's almost it's it's a it's a mind it's a mind bender because we've all been keeping this peace and i think everybody all global elites if you're even if you're conspiracy theorists you think there's gonna be one world government dude nobody wants to be fucking fighting wars man besides you know military contractors people who have a financial interest in continuing to produce military technology but yeah man i i you know i guess maybe a little counter to my previous point about people continuing to fight uh, you know, as long as there's resource scarcity, well, there's just not that much resource scarcity in developed countries. There is, but at a relative level, you know what I'm saying? Relative to people dying on the street, not really, you know? And I think that we're, we are entering an era where there is, you know, NATO is fucking a lot of countries, dude, you know, and that's a big deal. That's a huge, this is the first time in history that this many countries have been allied together to say, Hey, we're not doing this anymore, guys. And I think that it's inevitable that that spreads and that that powers like Russia are contained in that mm-hmm. way. And China, too. Who knows? Who knows what they're going to do if they make a move on Taiwan? It's not super consequential in the in the global scale. It's consequential in the same way that Russia invades Ukraine, where it's it's you're like, we don't do this anymore, guys. You know, and it could give some people some ideas. But at the end of the day, man, I don't see I don't see us like cracking into a brand new era of colonialism, military colonialism. You know, I think most people are pretty engaged in the idea that like, we, we'd like to stay peaceful, except for in the face of tremendous evil, which in a certain way, the Iraq war, like I get it, I, I, I see how they sold it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's like, th- inarguably, these motherfuckers are running this country now. And I think anybody that knows anything about what's going on there probably wants somebody to go over there and stop it. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? But it's just not that it's just not that easy, you know? So I don't know. My, my kind of general overview on the subject is as we move into the future, I think we will see organizations like NATO continue to expand until it, until we get to the point where, you know, the very few bad actors that we have in the world right now. And, you know, China maybe as a, a bit of an outlier because they're a huge country that's a bad actor. But every other country is relatively inconsequential to like the unbelievable military capabilities of the rest of the world combined. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping that this serves as a, a way to bleed Russia, bleed them dry. You know, I think the only thing they're gonna have left after this is nukes. And like, uh, people are like, well, they've got hypersonic nukes. They could hit the United States. We wouldn't even know it. I don't buy it. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Either. Like, no. 
down by it people are like oh but they've got and it's like dude you don't even know what we have you know i mean probably 30 years ago we had shit to to deal with that you know what i'm saying and they won't let us know if we have that type of capability so you know i'm hoping and and the, the vision that i do see going into the future is yeah maybe there's cyber attacks and stuff like that but at the end of the day, what are you stealing? You're stealing data, information. Maybe you shut down a power grid for a minute. You're not going to cause mayhem. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And if somebody does cause mayhem, they know that we're fucking psycho. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, yeah, right. Just, you know what I mean? And it's like, you don't, you're not going to do that to us. And we're kind of, uh, we're basically in a, in a position right now where we dictate the pace of the game. You know, as America it continues to be a powerful country and continues to have a really suppressive global influence on everything that happens that we don't like, mm-hmm. I don't think that we're going to see this balloon into some kind of, you know, uh, you know, global warfare or anything like that. I think people are just a little too freaked out of like psycho countries like China, but especially America being like, nah, fuck you, dude. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, the, the one X factor in all of this is who is going to be those psycho dictators of the future, right? Um, yeah, we we have we, we, have we, we, we still have exactly right. <laughs> we still have the uh, like the the boomer generation doing their psycho dictator shit across the world globally. What's what's yeah. some what's the iteration of the millennial or the Gen X dictator? What what are they like? You know, are they more psycho? Do they dial it back and just like seek VR? you know, kingdoms or something. I yeah, mean, I just don't think what? they exist, man. I think that people like below the boomer generation just have a much more multifaceted view of reality. And when you're talking about, yeah, like you're right, you know, people like military experts are looking at pieces on a chessboard. And I don't think that anyone our age, younger, maybe even a little bit older is really going to look at it that way. You know, you know we're, I, we're a I'm, too... yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Well, I mean, I was going to say, I, I don't know. I've never, you know, looked at a study on this, but when I just, look at the news i've never seen a young guy being hawkish like rarely right have, nah. have you ever no they're, they're always 50 plus always yeah like they're super hawkish definitely. people yeah i mean look dude we talked about this a couple of podcasts ago but like boomers and to some extent gen xers lived in a media environment where there was one funnel you know mm-hmm. what i mean you put your fucking mouth up to the funnel and you just fucking take whatever's in there and we just don't live like that anymore. I think that older generations are a lot more accustomed to simplifying things and breaking them down into their constituent parts. And that's just, we live in a fucking, uh, you know, in a, in a part, in a quantum era where that's just not, that's just not possible. There's too well, many me, moving parts and everybody's aware of them now. Uh, absolutely. Sorry to cut you off. I got to run into some minute, but let me, let me yeah, throw yeah. out, uh, uh, two two oddball characters that are, are pretty yeah. damn young, like our age, I think. Uh, Kim Jong Un and MBS, sure. right? Sure. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. So maybe maybe yeah. we're gonna not be uh, totally running short on uh, crazy dictators. <laughs> but in terms yeah. of I think American politics and like the global superpowers, the global glo- and MBS, he's mostly just concerned with his own wealth, I think. And oh, yeah. Kim Jong Un, he's probably just concerned with posturing and trying to keep his head above water. I'm sure day to day it's it's insane for his life. So, you know, maybe those aren't even the scariest of examples, but uh, I'm sure we have our, our fair share of psychopaths in power. 
but that's the big question, you know, who, who, uh, who's going to be the, uh, the psychopath, the, the Hitlers of the future sort of a thing that, I don't know, are there going to be any, I, I, tr- I'm, I am with you. I don't think so. Actually. I don't think so. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so, man. We're different, I mean, you know, we're, we're media age people and we know what world war two was and everyone's cringed at that and like bad guys never win in those situations yeah and winning means destroying the world at this point i don't know there's there's not much there's not much final thought and and you'll you'll have to excuse me if i'm if i'm if i'm uh if i'm if i'm listing uh you know a bit patriotic today i did just watch <laughs> top gun yesterday which just fired up my fucking america but like final thought on on a ridiculous note is that like nobody's really gonna fuck around that much because everybody's fucking afraid of us dude <laughs> like nobody mm-hmm. wants to piss us off you know what i'm saying and like people are gonna probably give me heat for this but i think it's true i totally think it's true i mean you, you know fucking russia's starting to learn their lesson now because we're fucking just funneling sick ass weapons into ukraine we got mm-hmm. big ass missiles coming in we're giving them fucking shit everybody's giving them shit you know what i mean it's like you don't want to fuck around like that because in the in the in the modern era there's just too many ways to funnel resources into a proxy war and get your ass beat or if you want to get into a straight up war dude you're going to get your fucking ass beat it's going to be a bad situation and so mm-hmm. you know as much as people hate uh, america for being like the global police like yo dude somebody's got to do it you know what i'm saying like we're not doing it right there's no fucking question about that we're not doing it right you know we've got people in power that are too desensitized to mm-hmm. what's actually happening on the ground and too fucking removed in echo chambers to to really feel the implications when we created isis you know right. what i'm saying but on the other hand somebody's got to be there being like no you can't fucking do that man and i think we're those we're those guys for now because it's definitely not china china's like well, i mean you know, do you? <laughs> you right. Know right, right. So we'll see how it goes, man. I mean, who knows? Fucking San Francisco could get blown up tomorrow or something like that, and it would be fucking insane. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I think we're going to be okay. I think Russia's probably going to totally get their ass beat by this teeny ass country because, <laughs> dude, I don't even know why. That's fucking insane. So, yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. precedent it's setting, it's probably a good one. Uh, I don't think that we should go into Ukraine and like put people on the ground and actually fight Russia. But I do think it's kind of tight that we're plugging them with all the sick weapons and stuff to like, you know, throw it down on the old on the old Ruskies. Right. <laughs> well, hopefully this this is the uh, the first and last major land war in Europe that we ever have to witness in our lives. It would be not cool if we have to like every year, every ten years, check in on another land war in Europe. It's 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 got to be a thing of the past, man. Maybe not today, obviously, but God, I hope soon. I hope soon. Um, yeah. And Europe, get your boys together, bro. Oh, exactly. <laughs> like we're not get your like boys, bro. We're not worried about like Canada invading us. I mean, come on, like make make peace with your neighbors and and yeah. I don't know. Yeah, if you got to throw down, sometimes you got to throw down, dude. You got to puff up a little bit when somebody's fucking trying to, you know, cut in on your shit, dog. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you're Don't you're let us be the guys. You're you're is crazy for so many different reasons why 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 we love it, I guess, but it's uh I'm I'm kind of happy in the day we live in a massive ultra rich landlocked country surrounded by friends. It's good. I would hate to be in guns. Poland right now. You know what I mean? I'm sure Poland is lovely. I would hate to be in Poland right now. Yeah, um, 100%. Yeah, right? Hey, well, uh, good talks as always. And rousing, <laughs> rousing, uh, rousing talk, my boy. And we'll check in again soon. Thanks, Devin.